Hey, hey vocal, vocal fam. fam! We are so happy that it is finally Christmas time and school is finally out. Praise the Lord! <laughs> Merry Christmas, Vocal Fam. Happy holidays. Yeah, happy holidays to all of y'all. Is Iron Man 3 a Christmas movie? No, no. it's not a Christmas movie! Check out Facebook. That is our debate. That is this year's debate. Well, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays from the Vocal Fry people. And if you don't know me, my name's Olivia Perna. All right, Vocal Fam, we'll be right back. Spoiler, spoiler, spoilers. If you haven't seen No Way Home, spoilers! Stop. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Do not collect $200. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. You're listening to the Vocal Fry Podcast, your weekly dash of voice science, pedagogy, and pop culture. Coming to you from Vormir, may Black Widow rest in peace. Vocal Fam! You made it. Woohoo! You made it home. Ha <laughs> See what I, I did? It. See what I, I did there? It. I get it. It's a thing. Yes, yes, I did. It's a thing. Home for the holidays. Even more of a thing. Wow. Because there's no place or there's no way like home for the holidays. Oh, saying getting home for the holidays, that's almost, that's like a Hawkeye thing, trying to get home for Christmas. Uh, Vogel fam, we are here. This is your official spoiler warning. Oh, yeah. This is going to be all spoilers. All spoilers. I think the most spoilable movie of all time. Yep. Perhaps. Yep. The most most spoilable movie of all time. Uh, We are here to talk about Spider-Man No Way Home. So if you don't want to hear about Spider-Man No Way Home, you should go see it. Log off. And go see it. Like, go, for real, go go see it. Go see it. Buy some tickets. Go sit in a movie theater. Have you been to the movies yet? Michael may be waiting to see it a second time right now. Yes, I may be doing that right after I get off (laughs) this exact recording. Uh, so vocal fam, this is your last warning. This is your vocal fry Christmas present. We understand that the social contract. I think. I think the new social contract is officially seventy-two hours. I think so. It used to be a week. Used to be a week, or did we just decide that? I don't think we're setting. I felt like, and I felt like in Infinity War and Endgame, it was a week. Yeah, yeah. I feel like now the official social contract is for those who really care about spoilers is 72 hours. Well, also, like, you can just not listen to this. You know? As we've said many times, this is the worst way to initially experience this content. Yeah. In this particular case. Imagine if you've watched no Marvel movies and all you've ever done is listen to us talk about Marvel movies. (laughs) And that's your only knowledge of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Well. It's not a good way to live live your life, guys. It is not a good way to live your life. So, Vocal Fam, 
Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. This is our Christmas. Happy episode. holidays. Merry whatever you celebrate. Happy holidays. Enjoy. Happy Happy New Year. Enjoy. Happy end of the semester. Woo. Happy if you're a teacher, hopefully of any kind, whether that's pre-K through whatever. You are in academia. It, it, you should be winding down soon at least. Uh, That's true. You some might have schools, a handful of days left next week. Some schools go into next week, and I can't fathom Michael, it. do you have days next week? I have one day next week. That's I can't a joke. fathom why. That Originally, is a we were going to have full day Monday, half day Tuesday. The second they got rid of that half day Tuesday, we all know that no one is coming on Monday. No. no. I actually, I doubt anyone can. My sister works at a school out in Colorado, and today was supposed to be a half day, and it was it's their last day of the semester, but then they changed it to where it it's only was two hours because it's a private school attached to a church, and they had apparently a very high-profile funeral at the church today, oh. like to the point that when my sister was leaving, there were snipers on other buildings. Hi. I, I know, right? I was like, "What? Who died?" Well, but that's dramatic. It's very dramatic. But I've um, never had a school day end because of a high-profile funeral. Funeral. I've never gone to a private school, so that's probably why I haven't had that happen. But yeah, it was only a two-hour day, so I didn't even think to ask. Like, was anyone there? I she, she told her parents literally, like, "Just don't go home. Like, come in. We're gonna have the Christmas party. Just don't go home. Just take yeah. your kid home when it's over." Well, Vogel fam, I think you've had enough time to log off. That's at this true. Point. That's uh, true. Michael is back with us. Woohoo! I'm here for the I'm first ready. time since Shang Chi. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and because uh, we knew that Michael, of the three of us, Sarah and I both had on Doctor Strange shirts. We last did. Night. <laughs> of the three of us. Oops. Michael is the biggest Spider-Man fan. Absolutely. And so we knew we couldn't record this particular episode without him. I, I saw a clip, actually, that made me think of you, Michael, this morning. It was, um, oh, gosh, the actor who plays Shang-Chi. Simu, Simu Liu. Simu and he Liu. was at, like, the premiere, and they were asking him who his favorite Spider-Man was. And he goes, it's me. I'm my favorite version. I used to dress up. I don't get enough credit for that. I did it for the kids. I've been saying that for years, and I literally put it on. I literally put on Facebook yesterday. I said, getting ready to see this movie. I'm so excited. I am Spider-Man. That's what made me think of it. I was like, oh, Michael would identify with this. Just like, I don't even do it for the money. Do it for the kids. I will will never forget uh, Michael's reaction during Infinity Games to Tom Holland's Spider-Man being dusted. Oh, gosh. I was about to say, if you want to hear somebody who is not okay, go listen to an Infinity War episode where I am clearly not okay still. Hours out from seeing that film. I wish I had audio an audio recording of you during that portion of the movie. Oh no. I mean maybe I don't. It might it might be one of those things that like doesn't need to exist. But at the same time He was not okay. I've never heard someone so just it was just very raw emotion. I had big um, my big feelings. That's okay. I I I had big feelings yesterday. Can we just can we start there? Was everybody expecting no way home to be the most emotional comic book movie maybe of all time at least since endgame 
It's yeah. the most dramatic in a while. Like, I was were, you, were you a big fan of but not the heaviness of this movie? It was heavy. Poor little Peter Parker can't catch a break. Like, Listen, when he's I, standing in the rain, looking at the giant screen, you know, oh, holding know. the mask in the rain, watching the billboard of J Jonah Jameson talking about him, I was like, oh, this is going to be that kind of movie. Wait, since, you, since you brought up J. J. Jonah Jameson, can we just talk about his studio with the wall of yarn <laughs> that secretly yeah. might that be your the wall behind the bookshelf? I was going to say, that's you. <laughs> what y'all can't see, podcast listeners, is the giant wall of yarn. JK, there, there isn't one that I can see. <laughs> I'm not oh saying God. it's not here, but it's not visible. Uh, I don't know that I was. I had actually read like some non-spoiler spoiler reviews that were that talked about how heavy it was, but like until this week in the movie, I just like humans had actually seen the movie. I wasn't expecting it to be as heavy as it was. I wasn't either. The only thing that prepped me was I saw a video of Tom Holland leaving the premiere crying, like heavily crying, and I was like. Mm, I should I should pack some Kleenex. I would just like to say that I was seated between Sarah and uh, and and another I would say twenty-ish something female last night, and both people around me were crying a lot. I cried a I cried a lot. It was it wasn't good. There but was I, oh, go on. I was going to say I'm glad there was an empty seat on either side of me because I was. <laughs> physically shaking for most of this film. I tried to hold it back. According to Jamie, I didn't do a great job, but I tried to be quiet with my sobs. Sarah and I were literally saying to each other, like, Michael's probably been crying for three hours now. Well, because like, we knew when you went in, and we were like, so he's like, how long before the tears started? Of course, then when we started watching it, like, I was like, oh, yeah, this is exactly where they started. Like, we know. All right. So yes. go, going in, let's just start from the top of the film. I was right about one single prediction. Half. The only half You are prediction. half right. You get, I'm a middle school teacher. We would tell you you get half credit. Half credit. Half credit. I get half credit for <laughs> definitely the prediction that Charlie Cox would be in the film. And he was. And he was. Very quickly. And they at least gave him one little daredevil moment. I thought that was so cool. Yes. And I, I agree, Sarah. I, you said this the other day um, on the, or yesterday or today on that, on our little group chat. Um, I do think it'd be really cool for him to show up in like oh, in one Hawkeye? of these Disney Plus, in like Hawkeye or something. Yeah. I don't know if he'll show up in Hawkeye specifically, but something at that level, I think it'd be really cool to get a uh, to get that. I would love that. Well, especially I thought Hawkeye just because with this past wait, have you seen this past week's episode? I have not yet. Oh, let's oh. not talk. Spoil away though. I don't want to spoil it for you. Oh, this week's Hawkeye is amazing. So there's like a reason. Okay, go watch this week's Hawkeye and you'll be like, oh, I get it now. Okay, okay. And I hope okay. that wasn't too spoilery even in just that. But No. Yeah. Uh, Those of you who have watched it, you'll know what I'm talking okay, about. Okay, so where does No Way Home rank in the Spider-Man trilogy? In this MCU Spider-Man trilogy? Um, it's probably the best. Probably the best one. I honestly, uh, hot take here. I, how to say this? I loved um, the middle movie. What did they call it? Far From Home? I loved the middle movie, but I but I don't think it has a lot of rewatch value. That's that's um, me. In I the agree. same, 
And I had in the I same did, way that homecoming really does. Yes, I had a hard time. And granted, I think it's for the same reason that I had a difficult time with Black Widow. But I had a hard time with Far From Home. Um, there were there were a lot of people that got hit by things, and so I actually had a lot of trouble watching that movie. It ended up making me very anxious. And I don't know if this movie just had less of that or if I'm just more over it, but I did not. Well, I guess I'm not more over it because Black Widow messed me up a little bit. But all that being said, like this was when I was like, I would rewatch this okay. a bunch. And it just felt. I would put this. At, it just addressed one, a lot. Probably. Yeah, it addressed yeah. a lot. Like it had some of the, like I like when comic book movies do manage to kind of tackle very in small ways like real world things just like when I was talking about with Eternals with Thena sort of addressing like people with someone with dementia honestly I felt that way with like Norman Osborn like what an interesting way to address like what it's like to be a a homeless person with a mental illness and how easy it is to become to be someone who was at a time brilliant and through just mental illness and like struggles can end up in a homeless shelter just like anybody else like i just thought that was an interest like it was such a small thing but that really stuck out to me well and the movie as a whole is that way it's very much like i've been, it made me think a lot of like all, all all school year i've been um doing research not research support but doing a lot of work with kids um in the realm of like social emotional learning yeah. um, and this movie was like the so the best honestly this movie's the best social emotional learning movie i've seen since inside out so, right, I and mean, I love when you can have that, like a movie that is enjoyable and it's not like hokey, but you learn through it. Yeah, I, I think it's a great way. I think this is a great film that I would show kids even to go to go. You know, I can see I can see some of my kids going like, "Yeah, I feel like that lizard man. Like I chose to be a monster, and I'm kind of happy with it. But maybe I don't want to be on the inside, even though I never show it yeah. on the outside. You know what I mean? Like I can see well, students that I have be that way." I was gonna say, like, as a, I could see a middle schooler or high schooler in particular really like finding a lot in this movie with the idea that sometimes there's not like a right choice. Like, there are several. There's no perfect choice. Nothing's gonna just tie everything up with a bow. Mm. Like yes. Strange's choice to put the many over the few makes a lot of sense on a lot of levels and a lot of people would stand by that but at the same time then spider-man being like no like if i can if i can try to save these people like that's my choice you know what i mean like everybody tried their best to make the best decision the best decision and may spider-man uh norman osborne the sandman i mean every one of them tried to make the best choice for them and coming from different backgrounds meant that what was the best decision in their mind like their experiences shaped those best choices and i feel like that's a, that's kind of a when you first start realizing that it kind of feels groundbreaking like as you get older you're like well of course everybody comes from different backgrounds but i feel like especially like high school me would have been like whoa not everybody's living the same like truth basically i don't know that would have been very like yeah and the idea of like who is the villain here yeah <laughs> really is hatred the villain but taking all of those villains and taking those other spider-man and forcing them to realize like could i have handled this differently yes and it's like like, did i create these villains in essence is the villain the potential bitterness of peter parker struggling with life is you know what i mean the the darkness that we feel is that the villain 
Well, because like I feel like it was the villain that was defeated in the end. Yes. Well, I think I've seen some other superhero movie that like straight up said like it's almost the idea that like in essence by creating a superhero there are villains that rise to that sort of they almost like not so almost like a chicken before the egg sort of conundrum of like one begets the other or something like that i can't remember which one it is yes yes yeah it's a very batman idea yes yeah i feel like it might have been one of the batman movies but i could be wrong about that so So one of the things that let's let's talk about the let's talk about the villain the villains yeah quote, quote unquote here for a second um obviously you know there were no surprise villains in the movie proper no. Um, in terms of, you know, five parts of the Sinister Six. Um, one of the things I appreciated about them was that I felt like you did not... Okay, so Sarah, you have, ne- have never seen the Tobey Maguire trilogy, right? I have not. Okay, so. well, and, well, and, and <laughs> confessions... Every well, moment was a surprise. Hold on. Well, and I've never seen the two Amazing Spider-Man <gasps> films. You should go watch them. But... I thought they did a good job. I'm kind of glad I had that perspective just because obviously I've seen the Tobey Maguire trilogy. Um, I I, kind of appreciated the fact that it gave me the perspective that I don't think that you would have to have seen those movies because as each of the villains came into the world, you kind of got like a little bit like of like a of a nugget of like here's what happened to me. Oh yeah, here's what happened to me. Here's who I am. They literally had to explain it to. This world. So, in, in that in that regard, I have a question. The movie stalled out for me a little bit in the middle, and like before we went from like the the thrust of like I felt like the first little act was like we're in going to college and and and, and whatever, and it's like it like felt like very much the sequel to the first two movies. Okay, yes. and then. And then, like, we kind of introduce the problem, and nobody gets into MIT, and then Strange does the spell, (laughs) and then stuff starts to go wrong. And up until, like, the scene, like, with Doc Ock and everything, like, things had moved, or even, like, when, till Electro was imprisoned, like, things had moved pretty fast. So basically, after they imprisoned people. And then I felt like, yeah, and then I felt like the movie stalled out a bit for me. Like After there was they like the people? yes, like there was a little bit of just like a like a stall that like there's about I felt, fifteen minutes there that could have been five yeah yeah like it was it was and again maybe that's just because like I'm you know I watch so many of these movies at this point I'm like half the time I'm like kind of sitting there now like well that was a writing device I uh, almost... like like that kind of thing. Uh, like, like I, for example, let me just give you an example. I could pick apart the Doctor Who finale of like, oh, <laughs> oh, well, here's where we I- introduced uh, God in the Machine because we needed a writing device to get us out of this problem and we had no way to do it. Um, like that kind of thing. Yeah. I just felt like, I felt like the exposition with the villains just got a bit much for me. Even though I, I think it was seen- the only way... I, I kind of think it's the only. I mean, they had six, five villains. I don't know if I, I couldn't right. think of another way. You know, right? And, I, I'm and not saying I there was, but, I, but just... I did feel that moment. I, I'm with you. Yeah. You know? I almost wonder if it was sort of a calm before the storm thing. Like if it, if on rewatching it, you would feel like 
this is your moment to take a breath before we just start beating you over the head with emotion well, and action sequences. And in that regard, it's Relentless, a little, in, 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 and in that regard, it's a little bit like Scott Lang walking around San Francisco. Yeah, like if you're gonna go to the bathroom, <laughs> yes. this is when you go. <laughs> right, and actually, some guy yes. did. Like right Someone when did. I was thinking, like some guy went up in our aisle and just like walked right out. Like, that was the I was time. Like, I was like, should I follow this? That guy? was the time to go pee. <laughs> I didn't. Later on, I regretted it because yeah, I was just sitting yeah, there at the end, like. You, <gasps> then you couldn't. Okay, so let's talk about let's talk about the big line. We finally got the line. First time Ooh. in the trilogy. Let's just go to the like that part of the emotion. Yeah. Okay. Because like, there were many emotional climaxes in this. There were. There were. There were many moments when people might have started crying. So it wasn't. Of course, we never had Uncle Ben in this in this trilogy. Yeah. But Aunt May got Uncle Ben. Yep. The minute she said that line, I, I was, was just like, like, no. She's gone. I knew. I knew right like, then. My hand went up, yes. and I was like. Because she was like, no, I knew before. And I was like, well, I thought she had died when she got hit. But then she gets up, and, like, she seems fine. And then she wasn't fine. Like, right. She, she got up, and I was like, well. Well, well, she yeah. seems like she's okay. She's happy-go-lucky. And then she said that, and I was like, dang it. See, even sure. then, I thought maybe she might survive a little longer. I thought Go she to might the hospital make it or out. something. I, I wasn't expecting it that second. When she went down, I was like, oh, no. Yeah, I was oh, like, no. okay, so this is this is where we're going now. I was, yeah. I was very... Well, when, and when she's... I was wondering if they were just going to come out and say it like they did. Because in the, in the Spider-Man, in the Amazing Spider-Man, um, I don't believe they literally say it word for word. I think they spin it a little bit. Uh -huh. Um but this movie, uh, like, because when she said, well, Peter, you've been given a gift. You said, not your problem, not your responsibility. Peter, you've been given a gift. And I went, are they just going to go around it? it and kind of give you this moment? But then so they when didn't. she Exactly. They went right in and went, no, Peter, listen. Great power comes great response. I was like, uh, like, was the reaction in the theater as, as visceral for your audience as it was for mine? Absolutely. Yeah, there were some gas. Oh, absolutely. Because I think all of us in that yes. moment were like, oh, no, <laughs> this doesn't end well. Oh. It, it, I I mean, this movie just didn't, in my opinion, like, it just didn't shy away from, like, saying any of those lines. Yeah, so, okay, so let's deal with this. Like, that on that point. You could make the argument, and I could see a criticism of this film being that it's very fan servicey. I didn't even mind. I didn't feel that though. I, I no. didn't care. Did, did, did either of you? I, I didn't like. Not I, at I could all. see someone making the argument. Oh, I could see how you would, but I loved how it was handled. Like, if you're gonna have fan service, that was the way to do it. I think this was twenty something years of payoff. Yeah. yeah, honestly, this was what this did. This this went this went. You know all those movies. We're treating them as a single franchise, and we are paying off everything that mm -hmm. you were ever disappointed by, ever wondered about. Yes. Paid it all off, all at once, Including in a way. Toby McGuire doing a stupid dance. Yes. <laughs> yes. Can we? Just uh oh. Hmm. We lost to Michael. Michael, come, come back. back to us. This is the problem with recording over the okay, internet, friends. We're gonna we're gonna pause for a second, vocal fam. But you can listen to me if you want. I didn't have Go ahead, Sarah. What were you going to say? 
Oh, um, just how much I appreciate. I love some corny jokes. So when he's like, "Say you're amazing," like you're amazing, you're amazing. Say you're amazing. Yeah, that was like I chuckled at that. Like I get how for some people that might have been too cheesy, but I was really enjoying myself. Oh, we totally lost. Michael. Okay, we're gonna pause. Vocal family. Yeah, we'll now be right we're gonna back. pause. I'm out of things to say. <laughs> I've returned. I know what happens. I'm sitting in a parking lot near another place that, that has Wi-Fi. Uh, yeah, that has Wi-Fi but it's bad Wi-Fi, yeah. so I turned off that Wi-Fi so I can use my data again, and so now it's better. Okay, well, like, we're my phone will So do anyway, that. Sarah was just making the uh, moment about the, you're amazing, you're, you're amazing. You're amazing. amazing. You're oh amazing. Oh, my gosh. Yes. I loved that. I loved yes. that moment. Like, okay, so let's like, talk about... Right, did you hit record again? Are yeah, we? we're okay. recording. From a <laughs> fan service standpoint, can we talk about the two Spider-Man arrivals? Like the, like... Yeah! Oh, my it gosh. It has magic! It's, listen, isn't, wasn't it great? This is what I feel like. I feel like so many of those moments are not... Like, like, like they end up being like, who fooled you? You thought we were going to do something cool. Yes, in movies in general. And yeah. audiences are like, haha, you winked at me, but it's not really going to happen. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like this one, for, it was just like, it was, it honestly, on the inside, it make me, made me feel like when the doctor says, just this once, everybody lives, Rose. Yes. Everybody lives. It was, it was that on the inside. It was me. nice it to was, have those moments in between being devastated. Yes. It was like, oh, you mean for real? You're just going to do that. And it's Where's him, and he's he really going to walk through. Just this once, like, here is wrinkly Toby Maguire. <laughs> yes, and there was something very meta about him, like doing the like. There's just the way Toby walked, or, or even really, really Andrew Garfield, the way he walked through, kind of looked through, yeah. and it was like, is he gonna walk through? Oh, is this possible? Kind of sneaked yeah, over. Man. I'm in now. It's me. You know what I mean? There's something yeah. about that. That I was waiting yeah. for him to start thirty ninety. See right? What, the hair, I was like, even the hair, like, it's I, all the See same. what I did there, Vocal Fam? Oh, gosh. It, it Here's works. a question. I have a question for you, Nick. When you um, when you saw uh, Murdoch at the beginning of the movie, is that when you knew the other Spider-Men were going to be in this movie? Yeah. I, because Once I, I saw because... Matt Murdoch that early as the lawyer, I figured, oh, well, they're in the movie now. Yeah. I was like, figured, I, I, I have, well, because I said to Sarah at one point, Where's the sixth villain? Yeah, I, I don't half didn't expect, know what that meant. I half expected the fan theory of the other goblin to fly through. I looked that yeah. up afterwards. And, and and I was like, where's number six? Or like Vulture to break out of prison. Or, uh, or, I, or I was expecting Eddie Brock to show up at the fight. I think the sixth villain really was Mysterio. In a sense, because he was very present throughout. I mean, he, he was true. What I mean, a truly. last thing. What a, like, absolute butthead to, like, you're dying and you're like, okay, like, I might be dying, but I'm going to ruin Let me your screw life. this but, teenage kid. Yeah. Yeah, like, he's his a life. That was the thing that I just got. I was like, he's just a kid. Yeah. He's just a kid. And, like, I, like, okay, so this is jumping forward a lot, but, like, it broke my heart seeing him, like, with his little GED book at the end. Like, this kid who had been, like, ready and almost accepted to MIT internship with doing Stark all Industries. this amazing stuff completely wiped off the face of the planet and just hoping to pass his GED and like do yeah. what but also can we just talk about the fact that why would Peter Parker have to study for the GED yeah well, just to know what's on the test yeah I, I, I mean guess. just to okay. know I think if you're that kind of person who preps that much for school you're okay. gonna do 
when I had to take the GRE to do the, my master's at MC, like, did I really need to go and check out a GRE study prep book? No, but did I? I, I did not yes. check out I, a GRE I study did. prep I book. Did. I did. I was studying for the GRE. No way. I didn't like super no study, but I, and I didn't like buy one. But like, I went to the public library, checked out a GRE study book, and the like two days leading up to taking it, I was like, I should look through this just to kind of see how this test is formatted, so that I can do you know what reasonably well. Uh. So, okay. Spider-Man villains, who was our favorite villain of the of the of the of the five core uh of the five core in the in in this in this particular film? Oh, I don't know. I thought they did a great job balancing them, honestly. They did. My two favorite cuz it was kind of close cuz I liked them for different reasons. Green Goblin was just absolutely. Keep in mind, I haven't seen. Oh man, Willem Dafoe Green back. Green Goblin was he did not terrifying. No, no, he did not. That was so. That was terrifying. To he me. went like like. And I loved it. He went the whole way. And I also really liked the electricity guy. Electro. Yes. yes. Jamie Fox. Yep. Yes. He seemed they, cool. He was the one. I don't know if you you all don't know. Well, Sarah, Sarah this might know this. This Go reminded ahead. me of she's a really cool kick butt really fighty cool, lady. Cool people. <laughs> yep. That, that guy with the electricity. You know, that one. Sorry, Michael. Go ahead. What I was going to say was Electro, interestingly, um, so so um, you all probably know this, but like that Amazing Spider Man 2 is the, like, that movie was, it was very poor. It was I'm not even sure I saw it actually. Like it's I think I saw the first the Amazing Spider-Man without the second. I tried watching Amazing Spider-Man two, and I it just didn't hold my attention. Um, and that character, the way that he, so you you know in this movie, because um, I'm guessing that a lot of our listeners have not watched Amazing Spider-Man two. Um, you know I how think... in you know in No Way Home when he was blue for a minute, and then he was like, I got my body back. You know yes. that that part. Um, he uh in the original movie he um he was that blue thing most of the time and he just looked like a playstation 2 video game villain and so i'm thankful that they shifted that and then gave him honestly a very comic book accurate like the Mm -hmm. way that the electricity was on his head and his butt is very like that is his look it was very strange that they went like let's go otherworldly blue electric person in that in that amazing spider-man movie so that was the only character that i saw that they redesigned at all of any of these that was the only yep. one that experienced the redesign and so well goblin's mask was a little different but but i goblin uh, was terrifying but he was functionally the same thing oh yes uh, yes i agreed agreed he, and I, I would like to say that i did call in an earlier prediction i don't remember if i said this on the podcast or not mm-hmm. that I thought that it was possible that Doc Ock would be fighting with Peter because they fixed his inhibitor chip. And yeah, I think you did predict that, that. That did come to pass. Okay, so I'm we'll glad get, we'll he got pull to you up to one now. So I got one out of four. We'll say we'll, total we'll make of one. it a one. Maybe a one point five. Yeah, nah. I was I, really just listen. The only reason I predicted that Toby and Andrew weren't going to be in the movie is because I did not want to get my hopes up in any way and that that was actually going to happen. See, I watch a channel. I think I mentioned it last podcast, actually. Uh, I watch Corridor Digital, and they yes. went in-depth about that that leaked Andrew Garfield footage that people... Yeah. And Andrew Garfield said it was a deep fake. It's, but they went, no, no, no. We work with the top deep fake 
developers on the planet. Oh. And here's all the reasons that this can't be a deep fake. And so I went, that is that is 2020, that's 2019, 2020, Andrew Garfield. That is not um, 10 years ago, Andrew Garfield. This is, this is new footage of him as that's Spider-Man. Well, and of course, then after seeing the movie, you're like, yeah, I know exactly what that shot is. Like, yes. Yeah. And like, I know exactly where that was now. Can we go backwards to the be- near, not the beginning, but how about Spider Strange fight? I thought that I was, was about to say, I was about to ask you guys about that. Ah, yes. Oh, I just love that. This is geometry. I'm good at geometry. <laughs> I fought, I fought Doctor Strange and I won. And I love when they're like, oh, cool. Like, well, when will he get out? I don't know. <laughs> right, right, right. It's, and we'll deal with that later. <laughs> I mean, and Ned, I mean, I said to her last night, I was like, Ned, maybe Young Avengers. Ned's got some magic. As a, yes. as a sorcerer. I mean. Well, I'm curious, like, because, yes. you know, I'm, we don't fully, I guess, know exactly how the memory wipe what all that will affect yet like does strange still know that ned has magic because they still yeah. know spider-man I and think... so i get the feeling that they know that they help they just Spider-Man. don't know that peter parker they just don't know Spider-Man. it's peter parker they don't so know that peter would imp- parker exists right yeah so it would imply that like strange still knows that ned brought him through a portal so I'm curious to see like how quickly that will come to fruition. Because I almost thought like if Ned didn't end up getting into MIT, like if that hadn't worked out, I thought maybe he would just go study to become a sorcerer. I, I don't want to spend too much time on Strange here tonight, and we, and, we, and at the end we will talk about the trailer. Oh but, yeah. But um, uh, yeah. can we talk about the fact that Wong is the sorcerer I supreme? I love that. Yeah. I love yeah. that. That was which, that was a big surprise. Which makes sense as to why it was Wong, Carol Danvers. And yeah, and and, and uh, yes. Uh, well, why Bruce he went got Shang Chi? Banner, it, yeah. At the end of Shang Chi, looking at the rings and not strange. Yes. Well, just and that it's Wong that's been going to collect people. Like it makes sense if he's the Sorcerer Supreme, yeah. right? I want to say, uh, with Doctor Strange. Well, two things. One, that fight at the beginning gave me very strong Infinity War vibes, like first act of Infinity War vibes. And yeah. it made me go, oh, th- uh, yet another movie. I went, oh, this is going to be that kind of movie. You know? It, and was, it was very much like. It really yes. was. And then on top of that, I mean, honestly, I think if you laid this movie out against Endgame, you would see parallels in the time. I'm, I'm telling you, minute for minute, emotional stuff. You know? When yeah. people, pa- like when, when Aunt May passes away, I guarantee you. I mean, that's. Uh, that's just, about right around Howard, Howard Tony Hug. Well, and yes, maybe yes. maybe that's why this is the first, like, you know, we said, like, oh, this is the whatever since Endgame. Like, maybe it's important that this was, I mean, how long has it been since we saw Endgame? Two, Two years? And a half Two years. and a half years? Yes. Like, imagine, like, if something like this had come out six months after Endgame, we would have just been like, okay, well, what? Are they just every movie is going to try to be Endgame now? Right. But it's been long enough. We've had other movies doing different things that were like, oh, And this is the yeah. end of a trilogy. Yes. Yeah. This uh, is the end the, of the Raimi, well, or not Raimi, uh, oh gosh, I see his school, name in my High school head. movie maker, John, um, Watts. Watts. Oh. But like, I love that because I think a big mistake that a lot of franchises that become really popular make is they keep 
ev- they feel like everything has to top the previous one, and so they keep trying to pull bigger bads out of the bag. And if you keep yeah. doing that, inevitably, like it's all just gonna nothing's going to feel impact. Yeah, it's power inflation. It's the same. Yeah, it's the same thing of like if you're happy all the time, you kind of lose track of what it is. And so yeah. I think it's really nice that Marvel has had several other movies that aren't just fighting the biggest, baddest, or having the worst possible thing happening to these characters. So that then when you reach something, you can. The other thing I want to say about Doctor Strange, just one last thing, is that moment where he looks at Peter, like right at the end, and he says, no, you understand. Everyone that knows you and loves you we will all forget. Yeah, you. he did. I he thought did that, say that. That, that got me. Like, I was like, Ugh. I was because like, we think of Doctor Strange as such an emotionless character, and it's like not a big heart guy. And he's like, uh, just saying, saying like, I love you. You're part of my family. I care very much for you. I mean, that in his oh, own way, we here. saved the universe together. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. That yes. that got me. And honestly, I feel like that's probably why. I'm, may had to die in this movie because i think if she was still alive i'm not sure he could have gone through with it like yeah. i think her and tony being gone where it was that was the point, only actually. reason yeah. that he felt like he could completely that's erase right. himself that's right because yeah. deep down like as then shown it was like he knew that mj and ned would be a little bit safer like even if they would have okay. really done it they would have been a little bit better not knowing and a little safer and they were yeah. That's yeah. right. So, yeah. I feel like that's why they killed her. Um, Part of why they killed her. Yeah, that's right. It feels bad. So, where does this movie... We, we talked about in the trilogy. Where does this rank amongst the other Spider-Man films? The eight, now, Spider-Man films. Uh, I think the first two Sam Raimi films are the best Spider-Man films. Spider-Man 2, in my opinion, is... is the best. ...is very difficult. The original one with Octavius is a really fine film. Yes. That one, I would put 2 at the top. Raimi 2 at the top. I'd put um, this one... I think I would put this next. I think so, too. And then I think I'd put No Way Home. And then I think I would... This is No Way Home. You mean Far From Home? Yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry. Sorry, 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 sorry. No, no, no. My bad. Homecoming. Homecoming. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yes, I agree. Sorry. Well, I have to have the name that of and the first um, Raimi movie. Why do they all say that? Home? And the that and the first Raimi movie tied for third. For yeah, me. for yeah. me too. I, I I think so too. Okay, yeah. where does this rank in the MCU? I mean, isn't that always the big question? I mean, there are so many fairly now. High. Like, I mean, yeah, I would say fairly high. Like. I couldn't say I was gonna look at my list but. where necessarily, but I would put it pretty like I, I would have to sit down and look, but I feel safe saying probably top ten. Hot take I easily. enjoyed this movie way more than I enjoyed Endgame. Hmm. Uh, there are more. there are people on the internet suggesting that that it yeah, that this was better I, like, than Endgame for them. Here's what I'll say. I I maybe this is what I'll say. I had all the same feels that I had for Endgame, but they were in a more concentrated package that wasn't four hours long or three hours long, but it was a little bit less than that. And it made me go, it, it just hit better. And it made me go, I'm not going to, uh, like, like if I try to rewatch Endgame now, I'm like, well, this is my whole Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. And so there's something so about this. That it makes me feel like there's um there's more. I don't know. It's just, it's just a, it makes me think it's a better film as a result for some reason. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I enjoyed this more than Endgame. I enjoyed this more than I don't know if I enjoyed this more than the first Avengers. But I that's because I was with all my friends from college when I saw the first Avengers. And so it's hard to rank things like this because they're tied up with the people you were with. Oh, well, in some of them too, it's nostalgia. Like that first Avengers movie. Like looking back there's so much wrapped up in like feeling like it's the beginning of an era mm. in yeah. a sense mm -hmm. like it even though iron man really i guess started all of this that first avengers movie like started yeah. hulk smash all of this. like yes. it feels like such the beginning of a time of a franchise that that gets i feel like it wrapped up into is the movie itself so good. so my confession about this movie just in transparency is i loved it I love it. Are you going to say the thing you said you weren't going to say? No. Okay. No, I'm not going to say that. I loved it, and I think it's in my top ten. Yeah, like, I feel like, like I without even looking, it's a without safe even really, statement. Without even really looking and really yeah. kind of thinking about it, I'd say top ten is... is I feel a, safe. It, I don't know that I would say top three for me or anything like that, but... but, but um, so I think that this trilogy was like the Spider-Man trilogy of like y'all's generation. I would say, I think you're too old for this movie. Where Not in a I bad think, way. I think like, yeah. like none of these Spider-Man movies, like if I'm really can I like I can like value them for the value of of just understanding the concepts and watching the movies and and this this kind of thing. And I felt that like this movie was very gratifying to watch. I was not emotionally moved, like at all. Jamie said a similar thing. I don't think you're the thing. target audience. I'm not. And Jamie's not even that much older than like me. Or, because I don't, he might be the like, same age. As Zendaya you, still looks like a child to me. She is sort of still like a child. I mean, she's about y'all's age, though, is she not? She's, she's not thirty. Age. She's twenty-four. I looked it up the other day. Okay. And she, she's she's pretty close in age to my sister, actually, but. I, I do I get what you mean like and aren't she and Tom Holland close in age ish he's 25 yeah okay so I mean close yeah I mean, so they're pretty close anyway it's and it's not that I can't like uh, you know appreciate like like, like it's like like we've been talking about like these, these these three movies are a high school genre pick franchise yes like and, well, I, and I, high school I, has changed high school changes yeah. yes and like I don't understand it anymore. <laughs> Right, like my parents watch The Breakfast Club, and they're like, "That is something we understand." You right, know? Like, like, like I, 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 like I, I understand. I know what you did last summer. Like, because right. I was in high. It was a horror movie. Don't Sarah, don't watch it. Ten oh, things God. I hate about you. Like, you right. Ten things I hate about you. Like I lived that I movie. I watched that like, movie. That you, you know, movie. I mean, whatever. Um, and it, and it, it, like I said, I, I'm not knocking the movie. It, it was just like I didn't have the emotional response of particularly of like I'm watching Endgame and we all remember the emotional state that I was in. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I can see that. <laughs> but that's because you're thinking about being, but Endgame is like, is about what legacy will I leave? Right. As a father, as I'm, a colleague. Right. Am I able to be something greater? Will I right. change the world? 
and I'm like, just and I'm just uh, and I'm just taking my Infinity Stones and snapping Thanos. Well, and I could see particularly right. like I think people talk about with kind of up and coming generation Gen Z, like they're such a social justice driven generation. I could see this movie really speaking to them. Like yeah. the whole movie is Tom dealing with like, is this my responsibility? And I think it does that well. Yeah, it does. But I'm saying, like, I could see that particularly striking a chord with someone, people that are really starting to look at the fact that they are going to be given the reins to our society and stuff in the coming years. They're in the same place that he is. They are, have already demonstrated that they're very driven by, like, social issues and feel this need to change things for the better. Yeah. And so I think that's probably, like part of why it strikes them more than us well and you you can even see that it's interesting you say even that because it makes me think about the scene where peter is speaking or or um i can't say peter oh gosh um uh toby mcguire and andrew garfield are speaking with uh, with, uh tom <laughs> peter holland one, peter and, two yeah peter exactly three. So good. So good. Um, Andrew Garfield's Peter was so much more of a pothead in this movie than he was in the original film, but I'm here for it. Right? So but, like, I get why. Right. I mean, I mean, he goes, I like, was expecting him to stuff, pull a bong out of his it kind of It kind of makes sense with the, like, with what they were implying that the route that his life has taken. <laughs> Speaking of Exactly. Is, wait, is he just all of us that are like late 20s basically i literally think he's like the i'm trying to make the millennial i'm trying to make it guy you know uh, yeah like I he's 30 90 he is jonathan is jonathan larson spider-man i think jonathan larson Maybe. is spider-man now. that might be but the vibe i'm getting but i think that this idea of like like spider-man wrote my, rogers the musical <laughs> We're back to our yarn wall. (laughs) We uncover it. I'm adding the string. But there's something really sweet about like kind of uh, this millennial and and kind of young Gen X idea speaking in, not in a way that's like we're condescending to you, but like, uh, man, we've really been there and we don't want you to turn bitter like we did. Like when I like on it, because I I feel that. Sarah, did you feel it? Because I feel that. I know you feel that, Nick. We've had those conversations. Um, but, like, I feel that, you know, like, my, not everything in my life is the way that I want it to go. And when I look at, like, my students, you know, so, like, the older ones are Gen Z. The younger ones are actually too young to be Gen Z. Right. Um, but I look at them and I look at some of some of my, my friends' kids who are, you know, 17, 18, 19. Um, and we talk and, and, and I'm just, I just look at them and I'm like, I've been where you are. You're experiencing stuff that I've never experienced before. But I don't want you to fall in that hole that I did that I'm just getting out of. Yes. I want you to thrive and be the amazing person that you can be. You um, can be the amazing Spider-Man too. Exactly. Even when Peter is just look like when he he stops, I can't do it. Oh, when Tobey Maguire um, takes the <laughs> take, like is holding that glider back yeah. from, Tom, from Tom Holland Spider-Man, and just the look he gives him is just of like just in that look, it's like. This is not who we are. This is not what we do. And if I may, that was probably my favorite moment of the well, whole movie. Say, it really, like, yes. now that you say that, it totally fits that you've got like your Gen X, later millennials that are like, they have 
completely they've come through it they're kind of it's like the toby Maguire spider-man say like we made we made it work eventually like they're kind of in that point you've got people more our age like your younger millennials cuspers who are kind of in that like andrew garfield one where they're like i'm i've i'm a little bitter i'm a little bitter i'm working through it and i don't want you to go through it so i'm gonna try to help you fight this and got your older friends going, let's work on that self-talk there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and if I may, I've been stabbed before. So, yes. like, I related to that one. So there, so, You were uh, like, yeah, I've been stabbed. I get it. Uh, yeah. Relatable. Yeah. yeah. The, okay, the bo- the back popping thing, speaking of, like, relatable. <laughs> oh, I my gosh. I we not talk about that? <laughs> I felt that. Wait, oh, yeah, you on, were no. really uncomfortable. I was like, I get it. We had to, we had to talk about one. Speaking of physical things. <laughs> is it the 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 spider you make webs? your own webs do they just they come, come out, out of your, your wrist, wrist? <laughs> i laughed really hard at that. It's a good where else do they come the, out of just my that wrist. line was in the movie i thought that was hysterical i'm just saying that that line was in this movie but also like that's totally what you would ask in that situation and it's totally what people asked when the Sam Raimi films came out, because it's canon all through. Or like, it's, oh, Spider-Man it's, loses his webbing all the time. Right. It's not. He doesn't usually just magically make it from his body. It's it's like because the Sam Raimi Spider-Man films, their one downfall is that they didn't really. I mean, yeah, he was working in a lab, but he wasn't. They didn't show off Peter's genius yeah. the way. That that the Garfield films definitely did. Definitely. And this and the and the Tom Holland film even more so does. Yeah. Again, he beat Doctor Strange. That he is very smart. <laughs> yes. He was yes. very like very much expecting to get into MIT. Like that that was his yeah. Like this feels like a pretty safe shot. Not a oh this is a reach, but like no, I should be able to get into MIT. Right. Right. And so and so that was you know that Sam Raimi film was like oh they just went around the idea that Peter made his own webs. Did all these science things, but you know, he's half of his superpowers are spider powers. Yes, it's like it just just happens. I don't know. I don't. I don't make breathing. I don't make cool youth pastor. I cracked up with that. You go into this fight looking like a cool youth pastor. I was like, that's hysterical. (laughs) What a line! I was cracking up. That was amazing. That was uh, fantastic. Um, uh, You know, like I said, great, great film. Oh yeah. Um, Definitely the holiday blockbuster. The box office is going incredibly well, considering, particularly considering that Omicron is spreading, you know, through the through the world. I mean, all things considered, this movie is doing very well at the box office. Yes. Um, is it time uh, to talk about the trailer? So to wrap it up, yes. we've got to talk about the fact that we didn't get. Okay, wait. First, the symbiote is now in the MCU. Yeah, although Tom Hardy doesn't seem to be in the end. That was interesting. I don't think so. Well, so go ahead, please. Oh no, I just that was that was interesting to me. That was all. Um, uh, just that um, that Sony. I was telling Sarah this last night. I'd read an interview with the Sony exec from the red carpet that they were saying that basically the way their agreement has worked is that that it's like a we lend you one, you lend us one. We lend you one, you lend us a character. Okay. So, like, in the first one, it was RDJ. They loaned them Iron Man. Mm-hmm. The second one, they loaned them Mysterio. Sony loaned them Mysterio. 
Mm. So it's like like they're loaning them Benedict Cumberbatch's Strange. And so Sony the next owes, one. Sony owes Marvel one, apparently. So it'll be interesting. To see. Interesting. I also like the establishing of who exists in which universe. That right. Tom Hardy's in a different one, but Matt Murdock is in this one. Right, Matt yeah. Murdock, is, which means Kingpin is six one six. So, mm-hmm. um, so does this mean like? And we talked about this. Does this mean Jessica Jones is six one six? Right, because I mean the Defenders existed, um, at for like a season. It'll be interesting to see. <laughs> yeah, do we get some? I mean, speak I mean, of redemption. I hope we get Luke Cage. Talk about like redemption of different characters. Like, do we? Do we get those back? Right. Do we? Are they some of our more domestic heroes? I mean, let's admit it. Jessica Jones in Deadpool three would be. That'd be funny. That'd be great. Yeah. Too, too much. That... Let's just hope we don't get the Iron Fist that we had. Back. I agree. No, I. There are some things that don't need to be. Redeemed, yeah. That they can. Maybe be... he could have fallen through those cracks in the universe that we just had in this Oops. movie. Yeah. Maybe he's in another universe. Uh, he's just, we don't need to see him. But we'll just know we know that the symbiote is now on Earth 616. No Going Spider-Man somewhere. is in New York. Woo-hoo. Be interesting to see what happens. In a very shiny blue comic book appropriate suit. Like right. old school comic appropriate yeah, blue suit. Yeah, so it is a little suit. So there was a lot of question all fall as to whether or not what if would impact the MCU proper. And boy, did it. Seems like it sure did. We had no idea how strongly What If was going to impact the And I love We literally have the tentacle monster. Not only do we have the tentacle monster, we have Dark Strange. Dark Strange. I'm so excited. It's not Mordo or the Dream Slayer that is the villain of this movie. It's It's Evil Strange. Strange. I don't even know if Evil Strange is necessarily it's Dark going Strange to be. for sure. Not, or, not I don't Strange. even. I Dark. don't know if it's necessarily that Dark Strange is the villain because as he in might what be if the he, hero. Well, and what if he's tasked with, you know, holding it all together, going out and fighting this fracturing? I think it might be more of a mistaken antagonist. Like I don't know if we're gonna have like a super set one where. Because it seems like they're they went to not Dark Strange and we're like you're the biggest threat. It's you, so we need to lock you up, which I think sets them kind of against each other. But then I feel like something worse is going to come through, and they're all going to have to well, that could come be the together to fight um, because yes. we have so much bad stuff, like the 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 bad guy from What If. I think it's interesting too that they just I don't know. Again, we've talked we've talked at length um, about how the cycle of theories and pop culture cycle today the way people talk about stuff kind of changes how they have to address storytelling yeah and i really feel that they either anticipated or knew or decided at some point that people are going to talk about wandavision so much and decide that she maybe is the villain of strange 2 that they went well um, we can't make her the villain of Strange too people because everyone like her will... too much. Well, and people have people have told those stories themselves. True. For like, a is year that now. the reshoots? Like, is right. that where we're getting the reshoots? Oh dang, Sarah! Maybe all those oh. Doctor Strange reshoots were literally to bring in Dark Strange. To yeah, switch things up and be like, ooh, like Michael said, like we can't do this. What we were planning. 
I have I have good faith call. in Marvel. They have not good done call. me wrong. I good do. Ha- I did have this funny feeling that the scene that they shot the in that trailer where he went to her. I don't know why I have this feeling, but I had this feeling that 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 scene with him and Wanda was a reshoot. That we I saw think with- it was too. Oh, I totally especially, buy that. I totally buy especially that. after all the stuff with the WandaVision ending, where they were like, you can see where it should have been strange, like going down to her. Right. Yeah. Yes. Like. I think and with all changed. the trades where he's like, he's like, I'm not here to talk to you about Westview. That just seemed really. That was not. Pointed. That was pointed at the. That's pointed at the audience to go. That's I, not what this movie's about. We're not dealing with the repercussions of her actions. Like we're not dealing with her as a villain. Like I agree. Speaking of going back to the events of Wandavision, how about Love the WandaVision. acknowledgement that Nick Fury has not been on Earth to yeah. Tom Holland's Peter Parker for some time? Yes. So he's been in space yeah. for a year. Um, oh. Yeah. Yeah, and Tom is just like, yeah. then who? That, that's, Which I that's mean, secret invasion. Secret invasion. It's all setting up secret so. invasion. Yeah, I'm just but so impressed it. that we still have so much to wonder about. I love that, and that they they keep track of all. They have a yarn wall somewhere, guys. So an answer. They have a yarn that, room somewhere. They have it, a yarn room. I was expecting an answer in this movie to who bought Avengers Tower. And we didn't get it. Yeah. Because I was expecting mm. it to maybe be Earth 616's Norman Osborn and that it was going to be Oscorp. Right. We got that it wasn't specific. In fact, we that got, did that did not we happen. We got Oscorp does not exist here. Which does continue to make it two. There are still two possibilities. Because I'm only bringing this up because it was in Homecoming that like they were clearing out Avengers yeah. Tower. Well, it's like, been in Hawkeye, too. You know, whatever. So we basically yeah. have two options. Just for you Marvel fans out there who were like, huh? Remember Avengers Tower, Tony Stark's Tower, Stark Tower, yeah. which turned into Avengers Tower, which is powered by an arc, giant arc reactor in the Hudson? Um, uh, that building either will probably become the Baxter Building, which is headquarters for the Fantastic Four, Oh, that'd be cool. Or it is a building that in some timelines is owned by Kang. Kang. That'd be interesting. I was, you know, I'll say this. I've been really happy, surprisingly happy, that we have gotten absolutely no more information about Kang. I like that too. They not, are, not a whisper. They are holding but that's also, their cards. That's very, a very a la like Thanos. Because think about it. You got well, that little glimpse well, in the first Avengers movie. Even and less. Really... I, was, I was actually going to say it's opposite of Thanos because almost every movie we got someone. We got a one, one, one five second scene of Thanos. You, you know what I mean? Like we had him getting the thing or but, then we had guardians where he was literally there for several minutes but holding it keeping it in their deck not doing it now totally le- nothing le- leaves that room that that we still have now they when when they redid the schedule we have two unnamed films oh. on the slate which means they can introduce the fantastic 4 get them in the get them in the thing keep jonathan majors rolling and we can get Council of Kang, Council of Reeds. I'm telling you all. I'm just. I'm just telling everybody. Is this a prediction? Because we'll, we'll score you on it. I am saying it. <laughs> yes. Well, well. Now, basically, the house money is 
uh, on predictions is that there was it, it hit the news again this week in the inner interwebs that everybody is totally predicting that Taron Egerton is going to be Wolverine. Um, the house money, but are you is. betting on Marvel films now? But you can you can bet he on he's he's, he's betting on Marvel films now. I'm I'm telling you, whoever whoever is Reed Richards in the MCU has a lot to do. He's got to be young. He can't be. It cannot be someone yeah. old. All the people that they've that people have claims for they, are too it, old. They're too I think old. How do I spell Terry Who is this person? People only know. People know that Wolverine has to be young because there was like they have in their mind already. Oh, okay. Well, the last Wolverine did approximately 742 films uh, over, over 37 years. years. I think it would be cool with <laughs> and all never the aged. Right. Not one day. But like with all of the variants, like I think it would be cool to have him be like in another universe and potentially like have Hugh Jackman come through just for like a cameo. Oh, he has to. He I must. Mean, that would be that would be delightful. At especially some point. if they especially if they did a better Days of Future Past. I was like, for that matter, um, I want Ian McKellen to like do a cameo as a magneto. They better get on it quick. Know, yeah, that man, would... that man is a leaf on the tree in the end of November. He and, he and Sir Pat are I know and I love they them. They are they are in they are entering winter, shall we say. Look, yes. look, we have a lot of computers now. If they can just get them in a room sitting in a chair with a lot of green screens, we can have a scene. I mean, I we had Luke Skywalker again, so anything's we possible. We had Leia after so. she died. Yeah, but we really had Luke Skywalker again. We really had Luke Skywalker. Uh, but, anyway, but, yeah. Vocal fam, uh, it is Christmas here at Vocal oh, Fry. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is Vocal Fry Christmas Five. What? Wild. Vocal Fry Christmas Five. Wow. Wild. Uh, what is your f- one favorite Christmas tradition as we leave for the holidays? Talking to you all about Marvel films or watching The Last Jedi. Watching the so it's like a recent like I thought we were talking like childhood traditions, but this is good too. I have to think this, about this. This year I'm actually starting a new tradition. I've convinced my mother to stop making Christmas ham because I I know my last name is Ham, but we've gotten rid of the Christmas ham and instead we right. are doing a traditional Korean bosong, which is a cured pork shoulder you cure it in salt and sugar overnight and then you slow roast in the oven for six hours you serve it with rice lettuce and all these sauces that's what we're doing for christmas dinner i think my favorite christmas tradition and it's not even like really a tradition but it's just one of the things i love to do at christmas is i am much like a child and since childhood I'm the first one to wake up in my family on Christmas morning. That even now, right. yes, I have to yes. like even as an adult, I I drug myself Christmas Eve night because I can't sleep, because <laughs> um, I love like I love Christmas. I do, and one of my favorite things since childhood has been the first one to get up, and I go downstairs. And as a kid, it was hot chocolate or chocolate milk, and then like tea. And now I have my cup of coffee, and I like to sit in our den and I just have the Christmas tree on and all the presents are there and it's really quiet and it's Christmas morning and I just have that like between 30 minutes to an hour of just like Christmas magic and anticipation and knowing like seeing what people are getting and knowing and like I don't know as a kid am I an introvert yes yes 
Okay, because this is what you're describing is an introvert's Christmas. It is an like, introvert's priority. Christmas. I like, yeah, I don't no know. No one else I, is around. I just get to sit here in the inside a snow globe. That's basically and no one what else it is allowed is. in for an hour. Yeah. No one's talking. To I you, love it. Uh, I'll just throw out you? that that yeah. my wife and I every Christmas Eve after services like to watch uh, Think What You Want of this film, Vocal Fam. I'm not here to tell you what to think I of it. I can't wait to hear. But every year we watch Love Actually together um, after movie. the kids are in bed and uh, make cinnamon rolls for to proof them overnight in the fridge and uh, bake them off the next morning. That's adorable. Um, and that has become my uh, favorite Christmas tradition. Cinnamon rolls. What a wonderful way to end our Spider-Man episode. Because that is what he is. He is a cinnamon roll. I figured, that I'd, is true. I'd, I figured I'd bring it right back full circle. There we are. Full Sarah, cinnamon did, roll. Sarah, did you have a cinnamon roll for breakfast today? I did not. And now I, I definitely... I, now you want a cinnamon roll tomorrow. No, but... You know, I'm going to tell you, and y'all are going to make fun of me, and it's okay. Uh, so it's my little Belvita breakfast biscuits, but they don't have the gingerbread ones anymore. Uh, so I ended up with their their chocolate and their mini, and they taste like Teddy Grahams. And, you mean instead and of gingerbread cookies, you had to eat the chocolate cookies? <laughs> They're not... It was delicious. What a perfect ending to Christmas vocal fry. <laughs> I swear they say breakfast biscuits on them. Listen, I we've been swear. having this conversation for five years. Five years we've been having the same I'm conversation. Start, I'm just going to start on Fridays posting a picture of the box. It's gonna, oh I'm going to circle God. where it says breakfast biscuits. Oh it could be a Friday story. You could just do a Friday story. Sorry, of, just always yeah. that. Yeah. I will say I eat like 12 Cliff Bars a week now. Because Ooh, of my work, that make me throw up. Like oh, yeah, I like Cliff bars, bars, but if I eat them more than like one, like if I eat them multiple days in a row, like it makes me want to like. Sometimes I eat three a day. I eat one in breakfast. I eat one I in the middle of the day, and then I eat like one or about ten a.m. and then one about noon. The um, and then I just like, Well, I, can't. I this is making me very hungry, and I'm about to go home and make my family burgers for dinner. Yum. Um and. I Keep my family in your thoughts, please. We are about to travel to New York City in hopes of seeing Waitress for the next about 72 hours. Um, I'm hoping that Waitress can stay open for, it, for three more days. The weekend. Go in the bubble. <laughs> um, uh, I know you're uh, making me like, I'm just going to keep ch checking thinking their about, little like, page. Thinking about all of our Broadway colleagues who have gotten shut, temporary shutdowns um, and... Uh, just uh, particularly here at the holidays and just um, anyway I hope you and yours have a very Merry Christmas Michael thank you for joining yeah. us yes of course um, Sarah and I have absolutely no plan for spring yet nope um, but we we'll will be back. we will we will be back in January but this is get rid of us. this is us signing off for 2021 and uh, may you and yours uh, be safe and merry and happy and joyful. And may uh, the holiday season perhaps fill us with hope 
because I know a lot of us out there are, particularly in education, I think at all levels and in the arts, are very weary. Yeah. And um, we see you. We we are not trying to put on some face that we know we don't think that exists. It's okay if you're not married right now. And it is okay if you are not married or if the holidays are. If you feel a little melancholy, that's okay. Yeah. Um, But uh, we will be back for you. Um, Who knows? I mean, I say in January. Let's get to January. There's a Matrix movie coming out on Wednesday. We're going to watch that. It's my favorite franchise of all time. And, and it looks be, like the best Matrix movie. It looks super cool. And it a, looks so good. And, and apparently it is super duper duper meta. And so... Plus, that's when you're going to get my Christmas present. You never know, vocal fam. We may hop on and we do another inspired. episode. Plus, your kids would love that. Um, anyway, all right. That's it for today. Yeah. Go see No Way Home, vocal fam. Yeah, you should do that. I mean, if you're listening to this, hopefully you did. Okay. Anyway. Peace. Okay. Bye.